You're listening to WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD1, or WKCR.org on the web. Either way, we are thrilled you're here. This is uh, the Ragas Live Festival. It's our 10th anniversary of of sharing 24 hours of music beaming out to the world. And um, last year we had a huge event and um, we were uh, 90 musicians in 15 cities. And one of the artists that touched the most people's hearts was Parvati Bowell. And um, if she has the same effect on you as... uh, she has on me and so many others. Uh, you can learn more about her and um, support some of her uh, efforts in helping her community through her ashram. That's at, um, information at parvatybowel.com, P-A-R-V-A-T-H-Y.com. And um, also thanks to the Society of Arts and Culture of South Asia, uh, which is a big supporter of uh, making this broadcast happen and of Parvati so you can go to SAC South Asia dot org to learn more about that um, so yeah we are usually Parvati is in West Bengal but today we're connecting to her in Europe and Parvati um, thank you so much for joining us here today now um, my first question is, when people play dance music, their goal is to make people dance. If they're playing classical music, perhaps they are trying to impress people <laughs> with their virtuosity. But sound in, in the bow tradition is something very different. What When you create music in, in the bow tradition, what... What's the goal? Uh, we say that we, we don't sing, we listen. Uh, we say we don't dance, we become invisible. <laughs> so it is not uh, a projection for us. It is like um, basically uh, you and your listeners are one. And by singing, the devotion, you invoke bhakti in all of the listeners, in yourself and in others. But the, but the, listen, uh, the singer has to, ha, need to need to work on this element in him or her. And um, if that is ripened, then the listener will easily get it. And what attracted to you? Uh, what attracted you to the the, the bowel tradition? Uh, see, I when I, I since my childhood I was extremely. Um, I think I didn't know anything so far except dancing and singing all the time. <laughs> so my father told me that when I was like just learn to speak. The first sentence, complex sentence, I told my father that I want to dance. <laughs> so, he, so he took me to this uh, dance school that was available. We lived in Assam and there was this Kathak dance school. 
So I started learning Kathak from very early age. And uh, my sisters and brothers, they used to learn classical music. My father was, he was not a musician. He was an engineer, but he was very fond of classical music and dance. So he used to organize concerts and classes for the children. Many masters used to come from Kolkata, Shottabrata uh, Roy, Prashun Bandhubadhyay, and all these great masters we have seen in our childhood at our home. <laughs> and uh, so he gave us all this knowledge to practice. Then, um, so in the beginning, yes, it was mostly classical music and classical dance that I was exposed to. And um, I didn't know anything about Baul. I, I have heard only maybe one uh, long play record. You remember this old time, this long play record my father had. Sure. And we, we all used to listen to that. My father used to bring uh, this big long play record from Kolkata. And uh, we, I heard uh, Purnadas Baul once. In my childhood, I remember I used to play it many times because I liked the voice, how it goes high. So that's all was my experience. But the real thing happened, what we call being wounded with the arrow of the bowl. That happened uh, only when I was 16 and I was traveling to Shantiniketan to give my examination as a visual art student in Kalabhavan. My brother was with me and we were traveling by the train. And there was uh, so much noise in the train, like all the hawkers asking, no? chaya, chaya, biscuit, biscuit. And people, you know, pulling luggage, people coming in, going out, all of that happening. And suddenly one bowl singer came in. Actually, I never saw that singer again. I didn't, I don't even know who it was. I searched for him, but I never found. He was blind and dark, lean, and he had these very long fingers. And the cloth was not very clean. I still remember that the, the white was still not very clean. And uh, he was playing an ektara, which is not, uh, not a fancy ektara in the sense it was made with the, you know, we used to get this baby food in the amul team. It was all tin at the time, and he tied his bamboo to the tin, and the string was touched, attached from the down to up. But he came and he sang his ektala in the compartment. And for me, I could hear only that sound and nothing else. And um, I had a very strong experience by listening to that sound. And I felt that I was one of them. And uh, then, but then suddenly I came back to my own self and said, oh, I'm no, I'm visual art student. I'm going for visual art. And I was afraid that if I see bowl again, I'll become a bowl. So I started avoiding the moment I see it, I ran away to the other side. But my first assignment after my admission was given by my teacher and he said that, yo, you have to go to Baulakhara and make their sketch. <laughs> so uh, we were sent to Baulakharas and I spent many hours listening to Baul music. And now you understand why, what happened after that. 
and um, so what attracts attracted me to baul is that uh, i was continuously searching for a meaning and um, the the art and music i felt it should help me to have inner transformation to make me a better human being so and i saw it very very clearly in the bowls because there was no difference between what they sing and how they live and it's it's like how i say very simply that they never changed their costume it was the same costume on the stage or in the daily life so that oneness living with the essence of your practice 24 into 7 that's what attracted me wow uh you know hearing hearing you talk about the um living living your song you know um it it reminds me just the other day we were uh spending time with the great uh Prahlad Singh Tapania and the verse of Kabir came up where he was criticizing and he said uh he said you didn't yogi you just changed the color of your clothes you didn't color your mind <laughs> so it's almost the um you know it's very much in the spirit of what you're talking about i wonder i i see you have your your instruments behind you i i wonder if if there's a song that you know this conversation is is something is is coming up you know within you is is there something in the spirit of this memory on the train or or something about this conversation okay <laughs> uh i don't uh Yeah, I don't have very good system, sound system here, so I will just try with whatever I have. Okay, I'll sing you a song that I love very much. It's called the the song that goes on for that time, you know. So now in my head, this song is going on again and again. And again. Great. And and it it uh, it describes. the beauty of gauranga when he singing and dancing and and the, and it is a song describes from his uh, feet to his head how he is dressed and explaining his qualities his surrender his unconditional love Oh, oh, oh. Shundara Gaur 
Thank you so much. Sometimes the music is so beautiful, it seems like anything you would say after is foolish. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
a lot of people don't know the the roots of the um the bowel tradition which you know i know that some of you believe it goes all the way back to to shiva <laughs> um, yeah. what for for those of us who just need the the basics like where where has this tradition sprung from and and who are the the contributors so you you have asked about the specific song, no? That's oh yeah, please let's let's begin there. Yeah. So uh, this is a song written by Radharaman Dotto, and he is a poet from Silet, Bangladesh. So most of his singing style it is. This rhythm it comes from the um, the tradition called Dhamail where the women sing like this. See, it's the same rhythm. When they gather in the family, they sing like that. So he took it from this rhythm. So it's something that belonged to that culture locally in that space. And then he integrated in the bowel songs. So in most of the bowel songs, the composition you see is the influence or the inspiration from the uh, what exists around, you know, the kind of traditions exist around. Uh, it, whether it's Marga Sangeet or it is the Ashram Sangeet, doesn't matter. But um, bowel holds that... Uh, that there's a huge uh, repertoire that Baul has because as you know that India is so diverse and uh, we have music very different from district to district, you know, from village to village, the, uh, the singing style changes. So this is why the, the, the Baul's from Birpum, how they will sing, or the Baul's from the Silet, how they will sing, Baul from the Kushtia, how they will sing, it's very different. And um, it's a style that, the be that belong to that space. So which you call also like gharana, kind of mm. in, the, in the classical music, they call it gharana. And we call it ghar, almost the same. Ghar means the home. What is the home? So, uh, and... Um, about the bowel tradition, if you want to ask, uh, it is an oral tradition. So uh, very difficult to trace the history. But when you look at the meaning of the song, the poetry, you start finding similarities with many, many other traditions. Uh, also the kind of um, uh, discipline that a bowel would maintain. There is a lot of similarity with the Natha Sampradaya. Like you have heard this Gorakhanath. You must have heard, no? The bhajan and yes. everything. Yeah. So um, this Natha Sampradaya practice also very much. They also did these Dohas and Vachanas through their, through these couplets, they have transmitted their knowledge in simple language. And 
from the Buddhist time, which was from the eighth century onwards, we have this collection of poem called Charjagiti. Uh, Charja means uh, traveler, traveling. And Giti is a song, so it's the songs of the travelers. So these masters, uh, there is a great master in Shantiniketan, he's a scholar, Tibetan scholar, and he told me that many of the Buddhist monks who were living in these uh, universities like Nalanda and other uh, Matha and, and practicing uh, this very deep Shastras, which is scriptures, uh, it, it was in a very difficult language which people did not, local people did not understand. So when they went for viksha for the, to the people, because it's a part of the, the Buddhist practice that they need to have the viksha. And they, they, uh, they stood at the door and they found a way to communicate what they were practicing through this very simple metaphor. So there have been 84 Siddha masters uh, like Kanhopad, Sharohopad, and they have written this poem in Charjagiti. If you take one of the Charjagiti and the Baul song, you will find it is the same principle they built their poem. Maybe the little metaphor, metaphor is kind of same, but maybe the, the name of the Devi or name of the practice may be a little different, but everything else, it builds on that. And Tantra has inspired, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came in 15th century and he brought this wave of bhakti and that made Baul take the Harinam. So the devotional singing started from there. And like devotion and surrender came more and more through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Later, uh, one more very important entry was the, the Fakirs and the Sufis. I think during that time only, during those centuries. And there have been a lot of exchange with the, you know, there was a, this big tradition of the Afghanistan Fakir. So one, uh, one of the first schools, they were known as Sahadadya. So they came from Afghanistan or the masters traveled there. We don't know the exact story, but there'll be a lot of exchange. And um, so what we see of Baul today is, is uh, a sense of all this teaching in a very musical way, in a very simple way. Uh, because as you say just before, we ourselves told that it feels stupid to speak uh, just after the song. So the masters found a way to, to enter the heart of the devotee by singing. Because the way singing can penetrate our heart, if we speak a thousand words, doesn't. We, we listen and then our mind travels to another side. <laughs> so... Uh, but when we listen to the music, we lose the time. The time becomes elastic. And, uh, and we, we ask, uh, you know, sometime when I was little young and things started working a bit, little bit, I used to ask people, tell me when I started singing and when I ended. 
I don't give them watch. I just tell them. They could not tell. And I was very happy to know that. That, okay, it's working. Like, you have to forget time when you sing. Yeah. When the music happens. Wow. So you gave such a beautiful description of, I didn't know that uh, the Buddhist and Tibetan uh, masters had worked their way in along with the Sufis and, and all these other amazing traditions into the into the battle tradition and another difference like sometimes in the western um, philosophies and and religions sometimes they see the spirit and the body as these opposing separate things but it seems like in the embrace of dance and and music as well like with the bow tradition it's it's not it seems like there's a more of a connection between the two is that wow and oh uh, well it's a question that (laughs) well uh, yeah what are your thoughts on that (laughs) (laughs) my master wrote a song and it says that kathir malai kaj habena shasher mala jopte habe that the wooden beads, mala, will not function. You have to do the chanting, the repetition with the breath. So uh, the bow, it's like, it's a very simple thing. It's, um, I just tell a small example I always tell is that if you uh, touch the fire, your hand burns, right? Second time, if I ask you to put your hand on the fire, you will not put because you know it burns. (laughs) So your body knows. So when you have an experience so strong, you can only experience through your body. So even the divine, if you have to experience, you have to experience through the body. So my master used to say, bring it down. Like bring the divine, instead of flying high, bring him down here with us. So this is what Baal would say. Wow, and that's so interesting because so many people um, in the West, when we try to engage with these spiritual traditions, the opposite of bringing it down happens. <laughs> and, and, and maybe the, the, the you know, the, they're in the sky, but their feet are not necessarily on the ground. Um, we, we always say in Baul that to go forward, you know, to make an action, if you want to go like that, you have to go backward. So you need to have this opposite pull, either this way. If you are to go that, you have to have opposite. So you need to have a foot very strong on the ground. Then only mm. your head will reach the sky. <laughs> That's beautiful. So do you have another uh, another song in, inside of you? Yes, of course. And uh, I will sing this song of my master. That says, Kathir Malai Kaj Habena, Shasher Malai The wooden beads will not work. Is the, is the beads of breath you must chant. Great. My master is Sanatan Das Baul, and he lived in Makura. And um, 
he uh, lived for 93 years. He had practiced with two very important masters. One is um, Nitai Khapa uh, and Monohar Goshami. <clears throat> and everybody loved him, loved him in Bengal. <laughs>
The songs of the Baal called the songs of the mad people. So we sing madness. <laughs> madness doesn't mean mental illness. It means freedom from the mental illness. Mm. Perhaps been... we live with madness. So Baal says, Pagol, Pagol, Shabai, Pagol. Everybody says Baal is mad. But the Baal wonder whether it is me or the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the uh, not crazy people we have to worry about. I think <laughs> so. This uh, rhythm that my master once explained to me, he said to me that uh, there is this, this structural singing where you have this precise rhythmic pattern, and he says that's not bowl. <laughs> He said, you have to be a kappa, you have to be a mad, you have to do unstructured sound. It means you change the rhythm and you bring in sudden change, which even surprises you. And it has to be at that moment. So it's like there is no thinking of, no planning of what I will do now, what I will do this, no planning. The moment the planning happens, the bowl is dead. Mm. It's not bowl. You have to sing bowl means you have to really be present at the moment with the sound then and there. So this is why it's called the music of the divine madness. 
Yeah. I, you know, I actually, I had that very thought when you were singing one note that you sang, I, I thought that you were going to end the phrase and then suddenly you found some new power and, and it kept going. And it seemed to me like you were surprising yourself. Um, and it's, it's true. It's so hard to be honest um, when you know what you're going to say. <laughs> um, so from your guru, you, you learn, uh, you're learning music, you're learning poems, you're learning philo- what philosophy, you're learning yo- yoga. What, 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 what does your, did your guru, uh, what was the scope of what you, you learned from your guru? So my master, I have two masters because according to the tradition, you can have one master or you can have two masters and sometimes three also, depending on your foundation. <laughs> so I had two masters. One is my Diksha Guru, that is initiation because Baul is a spiritual tradition. And so you need to be initiated. It's a, it's a life path, you know. So, um, so my Parama Guru and Diksha Guru is Sanatan Baba. Sanatan Dash Baul, and uh, he gave me the first initiation and also the final initiation. And my Shiksha Guru was Shashanku Goshai from Murshidabad. When I met him, he was 97 year old. And um, he taught me the steps and a lot of songs he gave me, a lot of repertoire. When I lived with my Shanatan Baba master, his teaching method was more like, um, we didn't have any formal class. We, I was just following my teacher. I was living with him. He used to sleep. He never, he never had a private room. The Indian Baul masters, they don't have private life. <laughs> he slept in the baranda on a cot and that cot was taken from a, from a um, burning ground where they had carried the dead body in that cot. So he said, all right, this person died and they will burn it. Why you burn your cot? Give me the cot, I will sleep. So he was wow. sleeping. So I used to sleep down on the, on, on the mat just under his feet. And I spent 24 hours with him. I, and um, I was assistant and I knew what he needs and carrying chai and biscuits in time and water and uh, also preparing whatever he will be needing for his practice, small, small things. And some days, I mean, I spent maybe 15, 20 days without even learning anything. I just lived with him, helping him. Maybe sometimes he didn't even speak for 15 days. He just went on, you know, with simple things. Oh, is it evening? Uh-huh. Then make bring some tea. Is it morning? Okay, do this. So there was no nothing. And then suddenly he will call me and say, Parvati Ma, I think I have to tell you something. And then he said, start singing that song. And I start singing the song. Then he explains the meaning to me. And then he shows me the steps. How would be the steps? 
and then he he just tells once and then he will tell now you you contemplate and then in the evening you show me and in the evening he never asked me to show it so i wait <laughs> and then finally uh, one day he he would ask me to show everything while he's putting oil on his body and doing his yoga in the sunlight he did his yoga practice till he was 90 only last 3 years he didn't do and then he will say ha now it's working and if something is not working then he will give me some small uh, reflection again it was very different with my other master shashank goshai he started teaching me every time and sometime 43 songs a day and i said baba i will not remember anything he said don't worry it will all stay inside your uh, inside you and when the time comes you will get it back because then i said why he was hurrying to teach he said i am 97 i have to go i have to finish my teaching with you so i am giving you everything he could hardly stand up he would put this bamboo fence to hold his body to side and show me the footwork how to do the footwork with the song so this is how i learned and the biggest learning that i have from my master beyond anything of this is the love and acceptance such a stupid person like me this is what makes me most in debt with them to make to they 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 taught me how to see so it's all quite simple in the end <laughs> <laughs> wow thank you for sharing that so such a, such a moving image and story of of these of i don't know how much how much love and and how present and how these people lived by their their beliefs and their philosophy is it are there times when you feel like you're slipping away for, you know you you're not something you get distracted and you you you've fallen away from from being in the present moment being in touch with the divine and you know and if you have these if you do have these moments what what do you do to come back hmm. sing more hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh if someone is having that 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 feeling it can happen that you don't feel the same inspiration you get is kind of block that happens i think sometime it is good to accept that and uh, you know the things can work better when we accept this because sometimes people don't recognize they lie to themselves saying they think everything is functioning fine but it is not it is just their fantasy so it's very important that um in the practice be it music or anything like that if a time comes like that it's to observe oneself why it stopped for me first 
and take a pause. Then start working again and a very good uh, suggestion that, that uh, was given to me by a very good practitioner, which I would like to share. Go back to the first day you wanted to sing. Why? Go back to the first day you decided to play the music. Then you'll get back everything. A beginner's mind. So maybe we can say goodbye with, with uh, one more song if it's in the air. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So David, what kind of music do you play? Oh, well, I've traveled a lot and I pick up little things everywhere. So lots of songs and, and whatever puts a smile on people's face. Tomorrow is uh, Dipavali and uh, so I would like to sing to Divine Mother.
Thank you very much for your time and for your spirit. And um, I hope if anybody's heart cracked open that uh, they go to the uh, SOXO website, the South Asian uh, South Asian Cart- Cultural <laughs> Society for Arts and Culture of South Asia, because I know they are um, helping support your ashram, which is doing a lot of good for a lot of people and in your community, the older people and, um, and the local village people. Um, so I hope they track you down and, um, and support your mission. You can go to parvati which is P A R V A T H Y. B-A-U-L.com. That's that's the best way to learn more about Parvati G and 
and all of her efforts. And um, uh, a million thank yous, thanks, thanks to Gangatri and um, Bhaskar at Saksa for putting us all together. And um, how do you feel? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I was thinking about the others, what they feel. Yeah, you're all here on the Zoom. How are you feeling, Gangatri? Alive and back in the heart, that reminder. Just really wonderful. Great to be here. My, my girlfriend is in tears and my cat is very happy. So <laughs> we've said all we needed to do. All right. Thank you all so much. And um, we really appreciate your time Krishna and for Ganta making this happen. Krishna Ganta want to say something. Oh, oh please I, go ahead, Krishna. I feel um, there was so much uh, said and so much singing, but somehow the, the main thing that is here now for me is the silence. It's almost that when Parvati Ma sang and then stopped for a moment of silence, it's like that silence is remaining very strongly inside. It's startling. So, Jai Guru. Purva, everybody is looking at you. Speechless. There's, there are no thoughts right now. And I can't say anything, even if I wanted to. Just um, a lot of um, feelings. But I don't know what they are. <laughs> Just goosebumps that's and a lot of gratitude for being here joy guru i remembered something i could say <laughs> well i'm very happy that um the energy that we created uh, connecting from all these different places in the world we'll, we'll be able to share it with with all the listeners and um, I guess that's what we came here to do. So thanks once again. We have left out one person, oh. that's Babu, that he prepared all the files of the audio and he put a smiley. Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really great and I'm grateful to, it's already fourth year in India. We have started our Diwali day. So it's, it's really great to start uh, our Diwali in such a beautiful note. It's late night, but that it has already started. Joy Guru. Thank you so much, Parvati. And thank you, David and Mari, Parva Krishnakanta and Babu everyone for coming and David yes if if um there could be mentioned Parvati Val's website I don't know if you've had a chance to visit it but it's really quite incredible it's just been redone and there's a lot of opportunity for people to come in and learn a lot about Val and Parvati and the ashram and great resource yeah there's lots of um information as well as uh, a learning portal including free resources for folks to to come in and sit in the cha seva and and sit
sit and um, attend a satsang, a virtual satsang, and learn from the masters in Parvati. Great. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. Take care. Bye. WKCR FM New York, WKCR HD1, or WKCR.org on the web. We're glad you're with us. We have something extremely special for you. Um, thanks to the Society of Arts and Culture of South Asia, we have recordings uh, that will only be played once, only for this broadcast. And they are from Parvati Bowel and some of the constellation of, of teachers, gurus, and musicians around her, Lakshman Daspal and Kanai Daspal, and uh, recordings from Parvati Bowel herself. And um, we're really honored to have this opportunity. When you start to understand the depth and dedication and breadth of the Bao tradition, it's just incredible. This is uh, music that, and a, and a tradition that incorporates Buddhism, Hinduism, Tantra, Bach 